0: It's the Locked on Canes podcast where it's all about the you. My name is Fred Purdue. I'm one of your hosts. I'm joined by Cam Underwood, my co-host. What's going on, Cam?
1: Yo, I'm here vibing. You know, the last couple days of the calendar year 2019, which has not necessarily been great for the Miami Hurricanes football program, but hopefully we can turn that around moving forward. But I'm fine. How about you, Fred? You sounded a little perturbed uh, before we start we hit the record button
0: oh yeah man uh, I had a you know I had one of those don't ask me I'm all right hell no nah, kind of moments. Ooh. yeah Ooh. yeah I had one of those type of moments nah, he
1: did though he did though
0: I I always say you know and I know I'm kind of before we let's get it all out the way I usually go three and0 every week for those of you my Twitter followers know when I say I go 3 and0 the high on Friday I win my high school wins uh, Saturday, my Canes, at least I'm good for at least eight weeks of I'm going 1-0 and on Saturday. And on Sunday, I know I'm guaranteed at least, at least 13 weeks out of 16 that I'm going to get a, a W. I'm going to be 1-0. So 3-0 and every weekend. And every now and then I have some, there's some teams that I actually like and I support maybe a player or a coach. I'm not going to say who, but, you know, I expect them to go no 1-0. As well Because you know I throw a little support Every now and then I went 0-2 this weekend I'm hot
1: Yeah Yeah I mean uh, Yeah That go. Yeah Losing Losing will, will make one upset And I guess that's uh, Where you I, are right and now
0: And I'll end In that That little bit Right there By saying The team that I'm a New England Patriots fan For the folks that are just New to the show Right. I'm a New England Patriots fan and we're not mm. the, we don't talk NFL here, but I picked the Miami Dolphins preseason on another show to go five and eleven. I didn't think they'd be the worst team in the league by far. I hate being right at the
1: wrong time. Right. You the, know, it's just like couldn't you have saved a. You know, mm-hmm. this for a time that mm-hmm. it would have been advantageous for me as a fan. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. So, so I have a, you know, we do have bleepers on here. So, um, my it list, I'll just call it that. My it list, I'm looking at you, Manny Diaz, and we'll get into you in a minute. And one Bill Belichick, we'll talk. I'll be talking about that on another show. But you're all on right, my it well, list, too.
1: Yeah, yeah, we'll get there. So, let's, yeah. let's do all the little... You know, the stuff we got to do at the top before mm-hmm. we get into. So let's get
0: into the formalities, man. Uh, I know we right. haven't been here for a little bit, but uh, make sure you go follow the show. Same good old deal. Make sure you go follow the show on Twitter at Canes. You can also follow us on IG. For you visual folks out there, go follow us on IG as well at Canes. You can follow Cam on Twitter at Underwood Sports. You can follow myself on Twitter as well as on IG at C F B.
1: In addition, please like and subscribe to the podcast anywhere you get your pota- podcast. That's iTunes, Stitcher, Podomatic, uh, um, any of the other apps that are out there. Like, subscribe, give us five stars. We appreciate it. So now
0: that we've gotten the house cleaning out of the way, first off, before we get into anything, how was your Christmas, man? I know we didn't, we haven't convened oh, yeah. since Christmas.
1: Nah, man, it was good. Had family here at the house and everything, so. Uh, Had to balance uh, that, you know, so I was off on Christmas and the day after when we had that horrible, terrible, no good, very bad bowl game. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I got to actually get out uh, with some other Canes fans around here and experience that. And it's funny because right here in Fort Lauderdale, there is an actual walk-ons Louisiana Bistro. So we went over there. To the Walk-Ons Bistro to watch the Walk-Ons Independence Bowl, uh, so kind of synergy there. But otherwise, it was you know pretty good. Just you know, great time to fellowship with the family and whatnot. How about you, man? Everything good?
0: Yeah, everything. Everything was everything, man. We uh, Santa answered all my my uh, requests. So I'm good to go. Uh, well, actually, one of them was missing because well, we'll talk about that in a minute. But you know, we're talking. Miami had a bit of a bowl game, and my wish was they got a dub, and well, they didn't. So we're talking the good, the bad, the ugly. The Independence Bowl edition. And before we kind of get into that, we got a little bit of Canes news. So, I mean, this is what we call Black Monday. Uh, at the pro level, they call it Black Monday. So we'll kind of go with that uh, with that mantra. We have some guys that are leaving, whether it's uh, through the transport, transport, uh, transfer portal. Also, you have some guys going to the NFL. One, DJ Dallas, the heart and soul of that lackluster Canes offense.
1: Yeah, man. So uh, starting with DJ Dallas, you know, I think it's the the prudent decision for a junior running back of his stature and, and qualifications to go to the NFL. No, he might not be a first round draft pick, but he does a lot of different things that you want running backs to do or be. At the NFL level, you know, he's 5'11", probably 225 pounds or 220 pounds. He can catch the ball out of the backfield. He's a solid runner inside and outside. Uh, he can be dynamic in the passing game. We all know that he was a multi-talented athlete coming out of high school. Uh, and in pass protection and blitz pickup, uh, he's very good at that as well, which you obviously need to do. So, you know, he, he offers a lot of things, even if it's not at the the top uh, of the draft. Um but yeah you know uh wish him well obviously oh i don't know if you saw it on christmas he just got engaged dj dallas Mm -hmm. um, i did see that yeah so you know he has a child already Mm -hmm. he just got engaged to the mother of his child uh, and everything so i mean you got a family you got a fiance and everything so uh and he's just bled orange and green ever since the moment that he committed here and uh you know, he and I have gone back and forth ever since he was a recruit uh, DJ, uh, that is. So, I mean, he, he's one of my favorite players or was one of my favorite players on this roster, uh, and I wish him the best moving forward, obviously.
0: Mark Walton 2.0 is what I see. Uh, hopefully he's a little bit – he's not the the crazy off-the-field guy that Mark Walton is. I don't think he is. But that's what I see as a player going forward. Uh, not a every down back, but he'll find a role very much like a one-Travis
1: Homer um, – Will at some point with the Seattle Seahawks. Um, Travis Homer had like 92 yards on 15 touches last night for the Seahawks.
0: He'll find his role. He's a good running back. He'll yeah.
1: So if that's what you're getting,
0: that's not too bad. I mean, as long as you stay out of trouble on the field uh, and off the field, um, I could see him probably going like fourth, fifth round.
1: Um, he'll have and to- I'll put in there also, just like Homer, um, <clears throat> Dallas can have value. On specials. Special teams, yes. You know, as returning and coverage. Like, he's played on multiple specials this entire year here, or entire career here, I should say. So, I mean, that's a thing where, you know, if you're looking for a way to find your way or earn your way onto a roster with, you know, maybe that 49th or 48th spot on the roster where you're active most weeks uh, and whatnot, like, that could be his path uh, to it. So, yeah.
0: Now, we also had a transfer, which I saw this coming. I mean, this is one of those. You know, you know there's been a, a meme going around of Booger McFarlane on Monday nights uh, where he's just being Captain Obvious. This is one of those moments where I need him to be Captain Obvious for us. Uh, Lorenzo Lingard, running back, former five-star, um, is transferring. And Did you not see this coming? I did.
1: I mean, I think that it, everybody saw something like this coming. But especially for Lingard, who, you know, was hurt last year, a freak accident in practice. It was, you know, from what I heard, basically a scout team player trying to make a name for himself. And he did that at the expense of when Lingard's left knee. Um, that derailed – Again, Lingard was starting to get carries last year, if you remember. So that derailed that. He's coming back from that maybe not 100% mentally where he needed to be because you had to trust your, your body. You know, it's like boom Miles coming back in, in Friday Night Lights. You have to trust that your body's going to do what it needs to do, but sometimes that nagging little mental thing can, can inhibit that. And, you know, because he wasn't necessarily 100% there, he asked a red shirt, but you can still play games in red shirt, but at the end of the year, you know, DJ Dallas went down with that, you know, dislocated elbow. You figure, okay, maybe he'll get some snaps. Um, but nope, no snaps. He got one snap as a fullback uh, against Duke. Uh, and yeah, I can see how that's frustrating you know, uh, for him and for a guy who was a five-star recruit coming in here. And he's one of the few that are on the roster. Jalen Phillips was the number one overall player in America uh, coming out his senior year of high school a couple of years ago in 2017. And Mark Pope was a five-star on rivals only, not on every recruiting service. Um, and the other one on the roster was Lorenzo Lingard. So to have a guy of that caliber get passed by his recruiting classmate In Cam Harris uh, Have to sustain that injury And not find his way Onto the field Even when other guys Go down It's an easy case To say like You know He doesn't want to be here If he's not going to play And that's why He's going elsewhere
0: Now Do we have any I saw something on Twitter There was a Lesser named player
1: Um, Do we we really want to Address that Is it something I will I will do it justice Because it's a Scholarship player From the University of Miami Defensive tackle, Tyreek Martin, Uh, a lot of you listening are saying, who? Yeah, he was in the 2000, let me see, wait, this is 2019, 18, so the 2016 recruiting class when Craig Kuligowski was the defensive line coach, uh, Mark Richt's first year here, um, or entering Mark Richt's first season. Uh, Martin was committed to Missouri, to Craig Kuligowski, Kuligowski was let go from Missouri when he landed at Miami. Obviously, we needed defensive tackles in a bad, bad, bad way then. So you reach out to a kid who was committed to you previously. You bring him over here and everything. And, yeah, you know, that's it. So uh, Tyreek Martin played a literal handful of snaps here. It was thought, you know, even when he signed, that maybe he could be a developmental guy three, four years down the line. Four years have passed, and he's played a handful of snaps. He's going to be a grad transfer going elsewhere, and we wish him well. But uh, it clears up a scholarship slot, but this is not a big lost from the roster because it's a guy who, I mean, Miami had recruited over him multiple, multiple, multiple times.
0: Now, uh, last for me, last thing, um, before we kind of get into this whole Louisiana tech independence bowl, um, Fiasco. Uh, there was a certain playoff game that happened, and it has nothing to do with the Miami Hurricanes whatsoever, unless you think back to two thousand three. Uh, there was a some bad calls by a, against a certain school. Those were great calls. Those were Those great calls. calls. Were Those were great calls. Um, one Ohio State and their AD Gene Smith said. He was upset with the with the Fiesta Bowl and their, the referee. I think they were SEC refs and the bad calls. There was a fumble that got called back, and there were some other plays that were called back. And they're upset. And quite honestly, I actually took a nice little jab and said, you know, this is payback, and we're. I guess we're even. We're, I guess. Nope. Well, no, 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 no.
1: We're not even, but I'm not going to – I'm and not crying about of it. It's nah. a uh, for them crying about it. Nah. Like, you know, whatever. I mean, and even I've had a couple, you know, fans and alums from that school that I know, unfortunately. Um, were we saying, okay, it wasn't even like really a bad call, but it was four 50-50 calls and they all went the other way. Yeah, yeah. Okay, Oh well. 50-50 calls are one thing. Like, that's fine. An alum of that school went out of his way after the game was over to rob Miami of a championship by throwing a bullshit flag. This is not the after, every,
0: after Forget. I You know what I always say about that situation? Forget the whole Stanford and Cal, the band is on the field. The
1: media, the players, the trophies, all of the, that was on the field. Look, <laughs> they did all that. I have friends who were on that team. My good one of my very best friends was the band president that year on the marching band. So they were there. So the band director has my buddy Joe queue up the because he was in the drum line. So you queue up the band. You have the drum major stand up. You do all that. They're marching down. They passed out the uh, newspapers to everybody. The game day set was wheeled into the end zone on the far side. I mean, like all that stuff. It wasn't like, OK, here's the end of the play. One, two, three, whistle. No, no, you had time to do all this stuff. The band is halfway putting on their championship t-shirts. I have a picture of my buddy in his t-shirt, halfway on his band uniform. And then this jerk, who, again, was officiating the school from which he graduated, made up this call to throw that flag. Nah, 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 nah. Miss me with that. Cry about it. Period. Like, nah, 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 nah. That gives me great joy because... Just like Fred said, he goes 3-0 and every week between high school, uh, college, and, and NFL. I've long said that I root for three teams every college football weekend. I root, number one, for the University of Miami. That is my alma mater, and I bleed origin green. Number two, I root for the University of Michigan because I'm a Detroit native and I grew up as a Michigan fan. And the third team that I root for is whoever is playing against Ohio State. <laughs> literally Miami Michigan and whoever's playing O state and Clemson got that win and Clemson did the Lord's work to come back there I saw that you. I
0: saw that that tweet you gave out yeah that was
1: oh and that's what I call it every time yo, yo I need Lord you to do 20, the Lord's work yeah. whoever it is yo that <laughs> that uh that Purdue game last year when um buddy uh Rondell what's his name Rondell Moore yeah. went off Woo that was a good day for me so trust Miami number one, Michigan number two, and whoever is playing Ohio State is number three. And Clemson was that team. And any, by hook or by crook, by whatever means necessary, we got the job done.
0: I actually day. picked Ohio State to win it. I actually, I'm sorry for you. I picked Ohio State to win a national Never doubt. Ooh, it, it, Never that. And I picked nope. him to beat Alabama on top of all of that. So, yeah, I, 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 maybe that's bad juju. I also I also said the score would be 28 uh, O O-State. But, well, I, I was kind of close. Kind of close. So, yeah. whatever. It is what it is. Good job, Ohio State. You did the Lord. You you guys did exactly what we needed you now, to Clemson actually.
1: did the Lord's work.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that too. That too.
1: Thank you, Clemson. Appreciate you.
0: Um, You know. I guess they are, they're doing, I can kind of take a little bit of, you know, just a little something out of that. I mean, it is the ACC. We are part of the ACC here. So, hey, it's good job. Good job, Clemson. You know, but anyway, nonetheless, um, we're here to talk Miami and Louisiana Tech. So, we'll kind of talk about the good, bad, and more more so the ugly on the other side. All right, so, Kim, we have the good, the bad, the ugly Louisiana Tech and the Walk-On to Independence Bowl edition here. So we're going to talk about the good and the bad first. I mean, there wasn't a lot of good. There was probably a little bit more bad, and there was a ton of ugly. So let's get into it. Let's jump into it. Uh, the good. This, do you take anything out of this thing?
1: Um, The defense played strong. Uh, you know, I think that they – the defense did a job where if Miami had any offense, then this could have been a win. Uh, you know, you hold Louisiana Tech to 337 yards of total offense, six out of 16 on third downs, only five yards of play, and a lot of that was actually inflated by a couple. They had uh, Louisiana Tech did have a, a few chunk plays, which actually inflated their yards per play number, um, and they had the benefit of gaining several Miami turnovers, um, which helped their field position and things like that. So I will say in general I thought that the defense – Defense did well, but they can't do everything. And I think that that's kind of where things fell apart uh, for me. I know that you you have to have at least one good. So what do you got? For me,
0: uh, again, the defensive line played okay, not great. As a whole, the defense, the secondary kind of let up a little. um, But for the most part, the front seven, with all of the issues of injuries or guys just not playing, uh, they played okay. Sam Brooks looked okay. I wasn't. Woo!
1: Woo! There's a good for you. He looked He looked good. Sam Brooks looks like a play a capital <laughs> Sam player. Looks like
0: a guy. I'm what? sitting here like, okay. I, I part of me wanted to make this tweet out there, so I guess I'll say it. Michael Pinkney, who? I didn't want to say it, but who the future looks good.
1: The future 12 looks 12 tackles, good. half Ooh. a tackle for loss. Speed on Man. defense. Speed on Speed. defense. I mean like it was a blur from sideline to sideline I said who that was Brooks again like yeah, yo he was a felt. play a game high 12 tackles he had more than Shaq Quarterman yeah, I mean, Quarterman had 11, so them two had 23 out of the 69. Now, granted, tackles. You take still.
0: It, We didn't stop the run really well, and that's partly because that defensive line got Scott Patchen played more in one game than he's probably ever played at his time at the University of Miami as far as starting mm-hmm. snaps, and you could tell because he got worn out. We'll talk about that in a minute, but that Sam Brooks, if that that would probably be my one good because I'm like, ooh, Keyshawn, Keyshawn Green, who we don't need you. If that's, that was
1: – ooh. And I'm saying, look, Avery Huff is a physical freak, too. So y'all, you know, remember this in the spring and in the fall when number nine gets out there and mm-hmm. linebacker two, and you like, wait, huh? We got two big, tall, lanky, fast, you know, mm-hmm. backers, you know, potentially, like, absolutely. So um, not saying that the misses in recruiting don't hurt because they do. You want to have more guys, as, that, a, yeah. as many guys as possible. But, yeah, especially, you know, what we saw with Sam Brooks. And, again, This also backs up that earlier in the year. Why are you feeding me this line of BS about Sam Brooks cannot play next to Shaq Quarterman Mm -hmm. because he's only worked at Mike? What are you talking? Or middle linebacker? What are you talking about? Why are you not cross training your linebackers in case somebody gets injured? Now you play them together and you see what we could have done instead of playing a walk on in meaningful snaps in games that meant something.
0: Exactly.
1: Bro, like, and even this good, it's got me irate because it makes me think back of these times you're playing Ryan Ragon as a walk-on instead of playing Sam Brooks who can do what you saw in the bowl game.
0: Tell him how you feel, please. Hey. Like, by all means. I mean, it, it, uh, for a guy that, for me, the one thing I've always said regardless of, and I think it trickles down from my NFL team, but the philosophy of versatility. Having one guy that can do multiple guys' jobs is always something you can because that's what what kind of puts that whole next man up idea out there because if I can play how many guys have we had that can play all three linebacker spots heck I remember one Sean Spence who could play all three linebacker spots he was too small Denzel Perryman when he was a little bit on the smaller side before he was eating cheeseburgers he could do he could do it too uh one Gianni Paul who I know personally he Hmm. could do it I mean, yeah. I'm just talking about guys uh, in the recent past. I mean, these guys could all do it. So why now? Do you? Have, I mean, Shaq Quarterman, he's he's your true Mike. He doesn't need to be playing in space whatsoever. But a guy like a Avery Huff, a guy like a Sam Brooks, these guys can move, and that's what you want. That's what you want, Guy Because though that will and that str- and that sound position, those guys are running hit guys. I mean if you're a Mike, you have to be able to, 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 you're the quarterback of the defense, unless you're the safeties are calling plays and calling, bringing the play in. And usually that doesn't have to happen unless you have like an Ed Reed type, uh, or even who's somebody, well, we haven't had anybody that's really been that type of player. So I don't want to put that on anybody, but if, unless you have that type of player that can, can do that, that's that heady, that smart can get guys lined up. Those are the guys that do that. But typically your Mike is your guy who gets it. So, why not just let those guys, let Sam Brooks go in a game that doesn't matter as much, the Duke game, uh, the FIU game. Make those games. Those games, they matter, but they they you're out of the, the conversation for an ACC Coastal title. You're out of the conversation for a national title. Heck, you're, I mean, season, you're just trying to get guys some reps at this point against, meeting, uh, against meaningful talent. Why not get these guys, let these guys be run and hit guys. And if you fail, at least you have coaching points.
1: Right. Exactly. I mean, and, and I, I hear you. I agree with you. Um, but like Shaq Quarterman, another good, is, mm-hmm. you know, he now holds the record for consecutive starts at the University of Miami with 52. Started every game in his high school, or college career here at the University of Miami. Would have been 53 if not for the cancellation of the Arkansas State game a couple of years ago, which, you know, whatever. But 52 consecutive starts, never missed a game, never missed a start. That's awesome. But moving back on that, you're telling me that a guy who started every game of his career couldn't have just told Sam Brooks what to do at weak side backer in these other previous games? You know what I mean? Like, if he's aligning, he's calling the plays, he's aligning everybody, hey, 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 go over here and do this. All right. You, you you know, if we go two shell, you run that. Like, you do that part. You know, if we go whatever three lock, you run like, you know, if we if we go diamond six, you run this. You know what I'm saying? Like, you couldn't have... Just work together, you know, think, pair, share. I was a teacher, you're a teacher. If you have someone who's strong at something, you're gonna usually pair them with somebody who's weaker at something so that the strong Mm -hmm. kid can help reinforce that, you know, moving forward. Why can you not do that on the field? It doesn't make any sense to me. But we finally saw, you know, that Sam Brooks does have this talent that we've, you know, been talking about for a while. Yeah, I've been waiting on it. And obviously, you know, Shaq Corbin played uh, well and tried to inspire the team in his final game. Uh, You know, they showed that fiery, you know, speech on the sideline um, with a lot of apathetic faces. So, I mean, you can scream and yell all you want. You know, you can be uh, Leonidas, king of the 300, You can of the Spartans. You can say the most amazing things in the world. But if you have a non-receptive audience, it doesn't matter. Yeah. So, I think that there were a couple of good.
0: Yeah. uh, So, for the bad... and we'll kind of we'll kind of blump these two two together because I guess they're kind of the one and the same a little. But uh, the bugly? Yeah, yeah, the bugly, yeah. Um, for me, you know, I look at how this offensive line looked. I mean, have you seen a consistently inconsistent group better? I mean, I haven't seen a team an offensive line look like this in a long time, and it didn't matter if you had a running game or not. I mean and and I wanna tie that and the quarterback together because I mean Jaron made I, the picks that he threw
1: He only threw one won,
0: the or the I'm sorry, the pick that he threw, he threw it to nobody. He was throwing Ooh. it to nobody. He just you yeah. know who I had shades of? I had shades of Ja'Cory Harris and I never want to hear that name ever again. Like he's the one guy you don't invite to the party. Like Jacory
1: no, Harris was better than you think.
0: Yes, he was.
1: He wasn't great. He wasn't great. But when but he, he was, was bad, better.
0: when his bad was bad.
1: Oh, it was terrible. It
0: guys. was, te- I mean, it was Chuck, heave, pray. That's what mm. I saw. And I'm like, man, who are you throwing to it? Like I had, it was one of those situations. Like I've seen guy, like a guy maybe breaks a route off like the Ohio State game. Good job, Clemson. Um, where, where you, you, a guy breaks the route off and you, the quarterback's like, hold up. What did you, what are you doing? We were running this. No, nah, no, nah, no, nah, no, nah, no, nah, no, nah, no, nah. no. Jaron Williams. And then, you know, and I'm not talking about simply Jaron Williams. I'm talking your qu- quarterback. And we're talking, I mean, you threw, I- take Martell, transfer. Please, transfer. You have no business here. Transfer. Go transfer to Arkansas State. Go transfer to Memphis. Wherever you need to go. Prob- UCF is probably looking for a quarterback. Somebody's looking for a quarterback with a name. Please transfer. You cannot play here. You're not good enough at this level. I've seen high school quarterbacks come in from the f- time they were freshmen, or I'm sorry, seniors in high school, and they come in early, and they literally come into the spring, play the first-team defense, Jalen Hurts, at, at Alabama, his first time playing against a real defense, and he actually shredded up some defenses. These are high school seniors come, essentially coming in early. look better than I've seen with Tate Martell. Tate Martell looked to his left and said, Oh, "Nope, nothing's there. I'm gone." And there's and he couldn't outrun a linebacker. This is college, and you've been in college a couple years, and you you're not outrunning anybody. You're really small. Bro,
1: those those and, jukes, <laughs> in the middle that that went nowhere. Yeah, those jukes
0: that went nowhere. Even he made a throw to the sideline, and I said, "Man, he has his arm is weak. His arm is really weak."
1: Um, he hit that one throw out to his left. That quacking duck. Uh, but I don't want to see any of that anymore Because that one barely got there And if you threw another out route that It was going was gonna to go house. to the Yeah, it was, going, it was going the other direction to the house. Yeah, yeah, not to our house You know, it or was going to, to, to the house. one that we want to go It was going yeah, to the, the, the yeah. other teams yeah. yeah, it was
0: bad, it was very bad And then, you know, I thought it was, you were going to get a little Like the Nikosi perry train You need to transfer too, dude, I'm sorry I, I, I know that's your guy But yep. he got to go you got to go. Like, can I just be real? Jerry Williams is your starter going into the spring. But, you know, can we can, we can get the young freshman in now. Please, come on in early. We need you. We need, we need something. Miami, do me a favor. If you, you don't do anything else, go into that transfer portal. Find
1: somebody. I'll put it to you like this. I think that <clears throat> of the quarterbacks that are here, I think that Perry and Martell could be better with the new spread offensive scheme because that fits their skill set. I think that if you're going to still have pro passing concepts, I think that Jaron Williams can be better. But all of them are inconsistent. I think, you know, Peyton Matoka, he's a program player. He's going to be, you know, scout team guy. Like a you know, Evan Sheriffs, maybe, you know, grad transfer in two or three more years from now. But he's not going to play here. Tyler Van Dyke can come in um, and do some things. In his high school offense, they went more spread than pro style in his senior year than his junior year. And he had an awesome senior year and won them a, a New England prep schools championship undefeated season. So, yeah, I just... We did not do anybody any justice on offense this year by the offensive scheme that we ran. Huh. And, yeah, I mean, I just think that we need to do some things that maybe fit the skill set of some guys who are here. Um, yeah, you know, but one of the, one of the quarterbacks is going to leave because there's no way that you're going to have three of them, all, you know, of the top, you know, that's being you know, Jerry, Nikosi and Tate. All three of them are not going to come back. If they do, that's crazy, I think. Um, and, you know, we've seen that with running back with, you know, Lingard transferring and DJ Dallas going to the NFL. Like, same kind of a thing. If all the running backs came back, like, that would have been an overload of talent. I think it's, you know, maybe less talent, but just more numbers at quarterback. Uh, but I don't think that everybody's going to come back there. Um, the, the play was bad. You know, Jaron did not play well. Um, you know, he overthrew Mike Harley on that crossing route by a mile. He threw that interception. Nikosi Perry... You know he threw an interception with great conviction that he pretty much predetermined, but I guess the receiver and he were on different pages because they the receiver were in different was running. Books. Right the the receiver was running a go route up the sideline, and he was throwing a or Nicosi threw a corner like a uh, was it with the a smash route like a mm-hmm. curl. Yeah, he ran up. Know, yeah. Po- yeah, yeah, he was throwing like a corner, like a, a smash through the route. corner.
0: He threw the corner, and the, the receiver ran the smash. And yeah.
1: but, but you have, but you have no one underneath it. First of all, and he's mm-hmm. going just straight up the sideline. So he looks back like, okay, this is where I should be looking in the window for the ball. And you see a guy ten yards, fifteen yards further up the field who intercepted. He's like, yo, that couldn't have been towards me, right? He, I so think I'm the not, DB I'm was not even more here and saying than saying that Perry was he, great because yeah. he wasn't, but. It was, I mean, yeah, the quarterback play overall was 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 very very
0: made very my bad. guy Will Mallory look bad. I mean, Mallory dropped enough balls on his own. He, I know he dropped, and, and they were all behind him. That was the thing. The one that was almost they they tried to rule it a fumble. I was like, yeah, it, you could make a case for it being a fumble, but that was on him. But the other, I think the other two were early in the game. Were on that was on Jaron because they were both behind him. I mean, what do you it, expect?
1: He had four drops in the game.
0: Four drop. Okay, so if we give one Same. on one drop, I can give him. We'll say two of two drops were more the quarterback than him. One was on him, the the fumble. I mean, still, even if two guys sandwich you, if you touch it, you catch it. That's my rule. I don't care. And the other one, I'm kind of drawing a blank. What happened? So I'll just say, yeah, you probably should have caught it.
1: So yeah, I mean, but there it, it was still, it just wasn't good enough. It was just it not. It just wasn't.
0: No running game. It, it was, a you know, uh, one Mike Singletary once said, I want winners, I want people that want to win, and I'd rather take a penalty uh, all the way down the field than deal with this. I'd rather, I'd rather take a penalty all the way down the field than deal with what I just saw.
1: I mean, but then on top of that, you're talking about, you know, the run game. Kosey had three carries for 19 scrambling around mm-hmm. uh, when he was in the game. Cam Harris had 12 carries for 31. You know, I mean, just basically running inside, you know, just a a, just inside inside zone zone, dive, you know. And again, you know, you did have one designed quarterback run for Jaron Williams, a Mm -hmm. called quarterback run. And I went crazy on Twitter. I said, oh, my God. And people were like, oh, you're a hater. I'm like, no, no, no. You misconstrue what I'm saying. This is Dan Enos finally doing a thing one time that he said he'd been doing all year by calling quarterback runs, which is verifiably false. So I was saying, oh my God, he actually did this thing by calling a quarterback run. Um, but yeah, you know, it, it stifled everything. Obviously, the offensive line wasn't able to do much. And, you know, if you, if you believe what Manny Diaz said on the radio today, you know, he's talking about, hey, Louisiana Tech was going to go uh, soft cover two, two shell or whatever on first and second down, and they're going to play, you know, press man free across the board on third downs. If you knew this is what they were going to do, how did you come so ill-prepared to combat that? And for that reason, you know, or, or the, the lack of having a clear, coherent answer to that is part of the reason why Dan Enos is now unemployed.
0: Definitely, definitely. We'll kind of get more into that because that's kind of where... I'm glad you segued into Dan Enos and coaching because we'll be talking about a little bit more about the coaching and the ugliness that was the Miami coaching staff on the, on the other side. Alright, Cam, so we have the ugly. And this one will this one you're gonna get a lot out of me because I have I'm borderline ready to say fire manny Diaz because he looks clueless. He looks lost. And I hear and the more I hear, it's on me, blah blah blah. That's what I hear. You know, you know how in in the peanuts you hear wah bah, wah 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 from the teacher? That's <laughs> what, that's what I hear from Dan, from uh, Manny Diaz every time I hear him say it's on me. I gotta do better, dude. You you've been here for four years now.
1: We're gonna get it fixed. We're gonna Shows get it me. fixed.
0: I hear mm-hmm. Al Golden, and every time I heard Al mm-hmm. Golden after year one, it mm-hmm. all sounded great. When you say, oh, who has more national titles and NFL play? All oh, that sounds great. All of that is twenty years you in the me? past at this point. You get me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, it, it, if you know, it's like if I, if if I as a coach, right, when I used to coach high school football, I knew the majority of high schools in my in our area they ran a lot of cover two, right? And then it's and I'm not talking cover two man. We're we're playing soft cover two zone middle backers in the deep deep third of the field. It's like a third safety. Everything underneath is, they're going to give you everything underneath. If you can find the holes in the defense, you're going to be a successful quarterback. But guess what? The basis of your offense is the running game because most teams can't stop the run. And most teams don't have a good enough quarterback that they can just go slinging it around the yard every every game in and out. So guess what? We run the ball. We take what the defense gives us. We go, we march down the field. You have long drives. You eat up the clock. Do I sound like a, a pro coach right now? Because that's what they do in the pros. But it just seems like now Manny Diaz sounds like he's coaching a JV team that he doesn't have any clue what he's doing. And I don't ever question coaches because you're, you're coaching a D1 school. I'm not. But if I see it, what do you think the people on the other side see?
1: Just saying. I'm saying, like, it's, it's not rocket science. It's not astrophysics. You know, it just uh, it needs to be better. You know, in so many ways, just like you're talking about.
0: The left side of the line looks so pedestrian. I mean, John Campbell, please do me a favor, get in the weight room, please. If you can't cut it, please transfer. I, I'm at the, I'm at that point now. If I was one of those Division One coaches, and because. Guess what they do at Alabama? They say, "Well, if you don't cut it, I know you were a five star, but maybe you were, You may find some success elsewhere. Go to Cincinnati. Yeah, but or something. you got
1: not. Nah, but I'm gonna stop you right there. uh Oh, you have better talent behind them at Alabama. This is true. So I can freely cut you, Fred, because I got Cam, David, Jared, and Deontay behind you. Mm-hmm. Bye. Mm-hmm. I got all these All-Americans. I even, Look, even the three stars I get turn into Josh Jacobs, who's a first-round draft pick. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So you have an ability to cut bait when you're that talented that's different. So I get the mentality to say, look, if you whatever, buy, hit the road, Jack. But in reality, for where reality this roster is, we, can't is do that yet. Yeah. we cannot do that yet. Especially at positions like offensive line John Campbell was like a three star Borderline four star recruit he's one of the more Talented guys on the off In the offensive line room no he did not live Up to expectations now no I do Not believe that he is where he can end Up as a player but I cannot cut bait on him as a retro freshman I cannot do it we got to We got to figure out a way to one
0: more year We'll give you one more year I'll give you one more Year I can live with one more year but that also... I'm giving
1: him two he's only a second year
0: Player Yes, but no, because I, I feel when you're a redshirt freshman, that means you've had two years in the program at this point. And a lot of times for what the one thing I've always said is some, most people, um, as especially athletes, they are what they are, especially at the college level. You are what you are at some point. And nah, but
1: I, we've seen offensive linemen get better. We've seen a Danny Isadora. Who didn't crack the lineup until his redshirt sophomore year, and is a fifth-year senior three years after that? He ended up as a second-team All-ACC guy. This is true. Sometimes there is a slow burn. It takes, you know, it is a longer developmental path. Do you want it to be faster? Yes, absolutely, you do. Sometimes you don't, or sometimes that's not possible. So, but you had to stick with guys. So, especially at offensive line, I'm giving you heavy pushback on the cut bait. Now, look. Wide receiver, tight end, running back, bye. Bye. Because those are positions where you have the requisite talent to say, if you don't want to be here, Lorenzo Lingard, Via con Dios, go with God because I got two All-Americans, the best running back class this year. I got Cam Harris in your same recruiting class so who's outplayed you, and Robert Burns, who, while not necessarily the athletic freak that he was when he set the opening regional on fire his high school freshman year, is still 5'11", 225 and can get some tough inside yards. Yeah, sure. So I got lineback. some dudes. Yeah, yeah you, you got know you dudes, have that yeah. ab- you have that buffer. You do not have that offensive line. Now nah, you can't run them off.
0: Well, I also I also say that comes down to coaching and also scheme because the one thing, regardless of the level that we play on, um, young linemen. The one thing you do to help them run the football and run aggressively. Stop with this. Oh, we're gonna run it two times and we're gonna run power one time. We're just gonna we we have good. You have your set your base set of power your base set of run plays. Cool. Everyone knows that if you're, when it comes to basic football, you're not running a ton of plays. You probably have a good hands full of plays for young offensive linemen because that's what they do well. You find what you do well, and you run with it. You guys are bigger, faster, stronger than Louisiana Tech. Look at the – I mean, if you look at the size difference, look at the size difference of their defensive line versus Miami's offensive line. Those guys should be getting dominated – Every single play, just lean on those guys in the fourth quarter. Cam Harris should be going off just five yards, seven yards, three, five, seven, every
1: down the field. But should be what wasn't, but and they honestly schemed mm-hmm. up against what was put on film this year from Miami. So, this is where you need. A constraint play, if you're talking about, you know, your spread offenses, you know, which looks like a particular play but ends up being something different. Mm-hmm. This is where you need that counter. This is where you need that change up. This is where you need that special play. Again, before the game, you and I talked about it, saying, "Hey, maybe you empty the playbook. Maybe you go with the trick play. Maybe you do something like that. Anything." Of that ilk, which we did not see, take before. a shot down the
0: field Could on first down, maybe to open the field up, make those guys back up a little bit, because when you, it's all about tendencies. It's tendencies. I mean,
1: it, and we didn't break them. You don't break them. them.
0: You run on first right. down. What what did you think they were going to do? Back I mean, up. we
1: threw on first down, but we threw the same plays that we did. Yeah. I mean, like, everything that we had put on film for them to scout is what we did in the bowl game. And they were prepared for that. And we did not, excuse me, offer any alteration to that. So then what are we doing? Losing, I mean. Only putting up 227 yards. It, Terrible. it was very. Did not run a single play of offense across their 37-yard line.
0: It was very, very disappointing. and. Uh, it was it was exactly what I expected. I mean, I we both called it. We said we said they would Miami would lose. I didn't think we wouldn't put up any points. I mean, now this is the real question: twenty nineteen offense. If you could go if you could go back and you did and you just knew, right? Who would you take? Would you take last year's offense with Malik Rogier? <laughs> and that that's saying a lot. <laughs> or would you take? 2019's offense with Jaron Williams, Ngozi Perry, and now Tate Martell under center. Who are you taking?
1: I mean... You need one win. You
0: need one win.
1: I am... I was probably the loudest uh, person decrying ever having played Malik Rozier ever at quarterback at the University of Miami. I am fully of the mind that he never had the athletic ability to be quarterback here all of that being said i'm taking the offense with 12 on it Whew. from last year and Whew. it's not even close look at the numbers that they put up look at the look at look at the numbers that we did last year as compared to how they slid back this year bro it's not even close God, and that should tell you how bad it is because i went on every podcast on every video show on the website that I run state of the U, I I went everywhere that would have me to decry ever playing Malik Rogier at quarterback and here I am having to take him in that offense as the better option that should let you know how abjectly terrible this year's offense was
0: and last but not least for me and and this has just been a consistent thing at miami for who long as I can remember. Mm-hmm. Penalties, seven penalties, seven. That's penalties. not even bad. But, uh, un- but they're undisciplined penalties. That's I can live with fifteen pass interference, fifteen yards. On, it, it's either fifteen yards or you're you're walking in the, your guys walking in the end zone.
1: Right, okay. so tackle him because he got. You right, right. Like I can live. I can thing.
0: live with that. P- I, the penalties I cannot live with. Holding happens on that every play, so I can I can I can live with that. But I cannot live with false start. I cannot live with delay of game. I cannot live with targeting if you can help it. I can't li- – because you, you're taught to tackle nowadays. So there's no excuse for that unless – and it's objective because some guys, like an Amari Carter, they're tall safeties and you can kind of – that can kind of be a thing. But penalties you can control, they shouldn't happen.
1: I mean, let's see. I, I went and I'm looking at the uh, the penalties. So we have – A false start. You can control that. On Palendi. Okay. You have a personal foul for a combo block. um, Controllable. On a play. You have kick-catch interference. You definitely can control that.
0: That was a terrible play.
1: You have a false start on a wide receiver.
0: You can control that. So, what, we're at four now? Yeah, you can control those. You have
1: an illegal procedure. You can control that. You had holding but that was offsetting for a face mask on that Perry sack mm-hmm. then on defense oh you had the illegal forward pass on the interception return by Gilbert that Frierson. you can
0: that he tried to make a play I can't I can't fault him
1: right that. and then you had a personal foul on Sam Brooks for a late hit.
0: Again, all of things that you can control, penalties. So you're
1: talking six out of the seven. Six are, out of
0: seven penalties I can control. You can control
1: yourself. And technically, it would have been seven out of seven giving uh, Friars in the pass because he was trying to make something happen. And,
0: and, and I give him a, I give him a pass simply because right. he tried to make a play. I can't fault right. a guy for trying to make a play. So penalties are terrible and third down, five for fourteen.
1: That's better than the season average. This is true. This is true. It's, like, well better than the season average. Like, we were averaging, what, 22% going in? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's 35. 35.7 right there. Like, that's way better than the season's average, which, again, should tell you how bad that it was this year. I mean, I I've never thought, and as we put a
0: ball on this thing, I never thought – that a team like and Louisiana Tech didn't do much better. They were six for sixteen. So I'm not saying it was just so much better, but to have a Miami team 174 yards on the ground. I'm sorry, you don't give that kind of t- that kind of running running game up. And I have to. I mean, Justin Henderson was a good player. I've I've seen him dating back to high school. So shout out to him. He's a he's a Polk County guy. So I kind of have to give okay. him a little love. But
1: nonetheless, I mean, 22 carries for 95 yards. Yeah. Also, uh, did not he score on that screen pass? I think no 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 that, no, 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 that was way. the other running
0: back that was the other yeah. running back but nonetheless I mean and their quarterback made a nice throw as he scrambled and somebody stepped up you can't really I mean he, he that's a bang bang decision play but nonetheless if I graded this team out I probably would give this team a D a D plus and that's being generous I just I didn't the defense did as much as they could but guess what that's the story at Miami right now. The defense does just so much that you can't. They have to score points. They have to stop, get stops consistently. And essentially, this isn't the 2000 Ravens. I mean, what did you, ex- what, what do you guys expect? I need, if the offense can give us 17, but this is college football now where teams are th- scoring 30. Like, there's a list of teams consecutively scoring 30 points week in and week out, and they do it every single week for like two years in a
1: row. And you can't score any points on Louisiana Tech? And, I mean, look, 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 look. The defense put Miami in a position to win. Like, up until that late interception, it was a 7 nothing game. Miami was driving for a potential tying touchdown when Perry threw the interception. Like, the defense did everything, except for Frierson, you know, skipping past the quarterback and scoring himself, that they could have done in this game. You know, like, even... I mean, this this was a 2000 Ravens defensive kind of a game. We held the opposition to 14, even with the turnovers and short field and everything. You should be able to win that game. You should be able to find your way into, you know, 16, 17 points. Miami unfortunately was not able to do so, and it's the year at six and seven, and here we sit. With lots of bad and ugly as we go into the offseason.
0: Yeah, we do. And um, hopefully we get a little bit of – we'll be talking quarterbacks and we'll be talking a little bit more about how this team can change and things that this team can do going forward and some early enrollees or, or at least who, he, who Manny Diaz hopes that uh will be an early enrollee. But, you know, we're kind of putting an end to the chapter of the 2019. Well, I
1: don't want to cut you off, but if you go on State of the Year, I already wrote about it, but 13 guys are going to be early enrollees. They're already, you know, sign of the eighteen guys who signed. So yeah, that's gonna happen.
0: So we got thirteen. So cool. That works out perfectly you get those guys in and those guys will kind of and we can kind of talk about that going forward because guess what we're putting 2019 behind us by the time you guys talk to us again it will be a new year we will be in 2020 and uh, we'll be kind of getting into some some more fun stuff now that the season's over you know I said early, earlier earlier when we first started this we'll get into some fun stuff uh, some lists maybe some different guests that we'll be having on because we don't have to plan. we don't have to game plan for the week uh, like these Coaches do. I feel like we're game planning a little bit better. Who knows, Cam? We might have to put in for some GA spots. Who knows? They need, Miami needs some help, just a little
1: bit. I mean, look, they they got my number. They got my email address. Like, holla at me. Like, I'm I'm willing to have a discussion about it. Come on down. You know, hey, like whatever uh whatever role I can play. You know, yeah, I'm with it. So I'm I'm down for the discussion. Passing game no coordinator is
0: needed. I'm just saying.
1: Anyway, say uh, what now passing game coordinator
0: is definitely needed
1: Um, but you know I mean look I think that the the recruiting department can use some assistance too so if you want to take that passing coordinator position and I can be you know one of the guys in the recruiting department like I think that fits both of our skill sets and knowledge bases really well so holla at your boys yeah
0: yeah yeah, and we can still do the podcast that's still they can can, you know they can do that but nonetheless Nonetheless, guys, I hope you guys, uh, I hope you guys loved everything that we brought you in 2019. We're going to be bringing you a lot more content going into 2020. You just got to stay tuned. Make sure you follow the show on Twitter and IG at Locked On Canes. You can find myself on Twitter at Fred Produce, CFB. That's P E R D U E, and you can find Cam on Twitter at Underwood Sports. Uh, I'm looking forward to it, Cam. Any last remarks as we kind of put uh, 2019 behind us?
1: Nah, I mean, it's going to be a good time, and you guys want to be sure that you like and subscribe on your favorite podcast app, iTunes, Podomatic, Stitcher, or anything else. Like, subscribe gives five stars. Nah, man, you know, I think that 2019 is uh, it's wrapping up. I think that we've done everything that we can, uh, you know, as fans and, and bloggers and uh, podcast hosts, and we're going to come back stronger. Uh, I think maybe even on New Year's Day. We'll see. Uh, but, yeah, we'll be back in 2020 and keep things moving. So uh, from from me to you guys who are listening, appreciate it. Have a happy and safe New Year celebration. We'll see you on the other side.
0: I echo those sentiments, Cam, and uh, I hope you guys have a great New Year. We'll see you in 2020. Until next time, folks, go Canes.